You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. So today I want to read the Bible verse, 1 Kings 18, 21 to 24. And it says, and Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I am alone and left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bowls and let them choose one bowl for themselves cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood and put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bowl and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Awesome. And so I love this verse. I want to ask you, have you ever thought you should have caught something earlier in your life? Like, for example, you were like, man, I wish I had caught my depression earlier. If I didn't caught that stinking thinking, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And then maybe it could be, man, I wish I caught me from overspending because if I didn't overspend, I wouldn't have been in in a downward spiral where now I'm having collectors call me. Now I'm having, uh, you know, filing for bankruptcy, or maybe you're in a position where you're like, man, I wish that I didn't allow myself to get into this negative thinking. And now here I am having suicidal thoughts and I don't want to live anymore. You know, there's a lot of times where we feel like we're in the trench of our ditch and we're just here saying, God, where are you? And so here we look at this uh, verse where we see Ahab, he's the king over the land and that's Solomon's son. And it pretty much says that Ahab had this position where he was, he knew who the Lord God was. He absolutely knew who he was. And then he married this woman, Jezebel. And then from that, He turned to the ways of his wife, how his wife worshiped this God named Baal. And Ahab was like, okay, so he's here. He is with the land of all the Israelites. And, and they're like, where, where is the God that we used to serve? And sometimes I feel like that we could be in a circumstance and we feel like, God, are you there? Are you still there? And sometimes we lose our focus on who really God is. And we turn our focus on different things, such as like drugs or alcohol, or we turn our hearts to worry. And we feel like we're in this pit. We're like, God, where are you? And sometimes if we're in this position, we forget who God is. And so, you know, a lot of us, we went through 2020 and we're like, man, 2020 was a year that, oh, it sucks. But now we're in 2021. And now what we thought was horrible got worse for us. Sometimes (laughs) we might be in a position right now where we might say, God, (laughs) 
I don't know where you're at. I, I lost my dreams. I lost my visions. I lost my joy. I lost everything. And I don't know where you're at. Are you real God? Are you really out there? I want to know you. Are you really going to show up or is someone else going to show up? Or am I going to trust in my worry and my problems? It says in Ephesians 1 21, where God says that we are seated in Christ above all principalities. But if we're seated in Christ and above all principality, despite whatever turmoil we're going through, it's like, God, why did you put me in this position? I'm still struggling with depression after year after year. I'm still struggling with finding hope. I'm still struggling with finding purpose. But God, you said that I'm above, I'm seated on the throne above all my principalities, above all my circumstance, all that craziness that's below me. But I don't feel like I'm above it. I feel like I'm beneath it. And that weight is just on top of me. And I'm saying like, are you there, God? Am I even surviving? Am I here? (laughs) And I don't know about you, but man, I know it's been a tough year for a lot of us. And I know um, a lot of us have struggled with things that we've been trying to believe God for. And sometimes we feel like there's no hope. Sometimes we feel like we're in the bottom of our trenches. And we're barely staying alive. You know, I feel like a lot of times we might feel that way, but sometimes we're placed in that circumstance. We're placed in that position because that position is the very thing that's meant for us to go and receive our breakthrough. And so I want to talk about our first point. It's about surrender. And so 1 Kings 18, 33, 36 says, And he put the wood in order, cut the bowl in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, Do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water. And so it kind of reminded me this analogy where Elijah was saying, you know what, Um, I'm confronting you, the prophets of Baal. And it's like, God is saying like, here, put some more water. Here's one bucket of water, put it on the wood, put it in the drenches. Okay, not only put one bucket, let's do it again, put a second bucket. Let's do it again, put a third bucket. And I feel like that's kind of an analogy of where life takes us. It's like when life begins to knock us down or when we allow life to just hit us in ways and decisions that we make, sometimes we'll feel like the water is going to our knees. It's like, man, bad stuff, crap is happening around us, but it's to my knees. And then after that, something else happens and then it goes to our waist. And then after that, oh, another bad circumstance happens. And then we're here where the water is just right here and we're barely breathing and we're treading in the water and we're like, I don't know how long I'm going to stay alive. I don't know if I can uh, hold myself up if I have enough strength. I don't know if I could tread this water long enough. I don't know. I don't know. And here's the thing. When we feel like one situation in our life begins to get worse and worse and worse and we're, we're like, God, I don't know. I don't know if I can serve you. I don't know if you're real because here I am. But sometimes we're placed into this circumstance 
where all we have to do, the only thing that we can go after is saying, the only hope that we have is saying, God, are you real? Are you going to be there in our lives? Are you going to help me out of this situation? Because if you don't, I'm going to drown in this water. I'm going to drown in this tread because I don't have enough strength. I don't have enough faith. I don't have enough ability to keep moving forward because I'm in this trench and I'm barely treading this water. Are you going to keep me alive, God? I'm starting to get weak. My hands and my feet are starting to get weak because I'm treading in this water and I can barely hold my head up above the water to breathe. I don't know if you guys are feeling that way. I really felt like when I read that verse that Elijah was putting one bucket, two bucket, three buckets, and we, and we just see the water overflowing on the altar where it seems impossible. We're like, God, I don't know what you're doing. But sometimes when we're in a position, when we're placed where it seems like, God, you're not going to burn this up. There's no way. <laughs> I don't see you moving. I don't see how I can get out of this impossible situation. But when we're at that point, we it comes to a point where we either say, God, I'm going to just drown into this, submerge into this, into this trench and lose hope and lose faith and stop living, or I'm just going to come and cry out to you. And I really feel like sometimes we're in a position to really say, God, I surrender. Not my will, but your will. I don't get why things are happening, but God, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender my life to you. Because see, sometimes if God would give us a situation or give us our blessing too early, we might not even realize that it was God and we might become too prideful. So sometimes God is saying, you know what? I can't give it to you too early. I need you to be in a place. I need you to be in a position where you know that I'm the true and living God. And so when we're at that place and we fully surrender, God wants to move and show up. So it says here, my second point is having faith. And it says, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this is a people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you. That's first Kings 18, 36 to 37. So here is Elijah and here he is. And he's like, all right, God, <laughs> you asked me to put all this water on top of the wood. And here's the thing. What is the very thing that puts out fire? It's water. Water is the very thing that puts out fire. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> I have all this water and I'm doing this match off with, you know, the prophets of Baal. And here I am with water. <laughs> when you're supposed to consume everything, the very thing that seems impossible, the very thing that's supposed to put out fire, but I have the altar overflowing with water. What are you doing? What are you doing, God? And so Elijah steps out in faith and he says, pretty much, if you're the true and living God, let's see you show up and show up in the prophets of Baal. And so sometimes, you know, you might ask yourself, what is faith? What does faith look like? And it says, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
Hebrews 11.1. What does that mean? Hebrews 11.1 means that faith is saying, okay, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I don't see what's going on. I'm going to just step out in faith. I don't see it right now. It seems impossible, but I'm just going to believe even though I, I, even though it seems impossible, even though, you know, the great thing about the word impossible, that it still has a word possible in it. So does it really mean it's impossible? No, because with God, nothing is impossible. And that's the awesome thing about God. But we need, he wants us to have our faith to really trust in the circumstance that we have. And so when we begin to focus on God, when we begin to focus not on our circumstance, not what seems impossible, but we focus on God. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm going to put my trust in you. I know that you're going to, you're going to do you and you're going to show up and you're going to show off. And immediately when Elijah says that and he speaks out in prayer, what happens? The wet wood, the wood that was drowned in water that should have swallowed up and killed fire actually what really happened the impossible happened god showed up and he struck down in fire and sucked up all that wood sucked up all that water sucked up all that sacrifice because god knows how to show up and show off when we put our faith in him and so i want to talk about the last one god is the god of of a He's a restorer. And it says, 1 Kings 18, 38 to 39. It says, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. And it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And that's 1 Corinthians, or 1 Kings. 1838 to 39. And you know what? That really, I, I always see the love of God everywhere. You know, a lot of people don't really see the love of God, but I really see the love of God everywhere. Because even though the Israelites stopped worshiping God, even though Ahab turned his heart, he grew up knowing who God was, and he turned his heart. To, to the ways of, of, of Baal. But God, he's so gracious. And this is, man, it's like, this is where God shows up and says, I love you. Yes, you turned away from me. But you know what? Despite that, I'm going to send my prophet Elijah. And when he sends his prophet Elijah, and he proves to all these prophets that he's a true and living God and Baal is not. And he does it because he loves his people. He loves his people so much. And he wants, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You straddle the wrong way. You are worshiping the, the wrong God. You're taking a side curve. But you know what? I don't want to let you keep going there. I'm going to show up. And I'm going to show you again that I'm real. I'm real and I love you. And I'm not going to let you go that way. I'm going to come after you. I'm coming after you. All these people turned away from God. But God is like, no, I'm still coming after you. Even though all there was only one person, one prophet left of the Lord. He said, I, I still love you. I'm still going to send my prophet. And I'm going to protect my prophet. I'm going to show you I'm real because I love you. 
And it's like, wow, over and over again, whether it's the Old Testament, the New Testament, we definitely see God's love. He's a, he's a God that loves us. Even when we have pushed him away, even when we, you know, say, God, I don't worship you. I don't believe you anymore. He still says, I'm going to show you I'm real. I'm going to show you I'm real. And that's what he does here. And you know what? I think maybe there are times when people, there might be people here who are going through situations and, and you're like, God, I don't know if you're real. I don't know if you're real. <laughs> maybe you've been struggling and you've been drowning in the trench for a while and, you're, and you can barely even breathe and you're, you're just still struggling in the water saying, God, I don't know if I can breathe anymore. I, I don't know if I can live anymore. I've lived with depression all my life. I've lived when live with, you know, lack of self-esteem. I lived with, you know, being in debt in all my life. My marriage is falling apart or maybe my family's falling apart or maybe that you have children and they fell away from the Lord or they're, they're addicted to things or maybe you're struggling with some addictions and you've been struggling with it. And there's some things that you've been trying to get off of, and you're like, God, I, I'm trying and I've been pushing through, but I don't have strength anymore. I don't have faith anymore. I don't have vision anymore because I maybe <laughs> there's things and circumstances in your life that you just went a different direction and you could be living in guilt or shame, whatever it is. But here's the thing. God loves you. And what he wants to do, he, he's saying that you might have went and turned a different direction. You might have went left. You might have went right and God wants you to move forward but that's okay he hasn't forgotten about you he hasn't stopped loving you he hasn't forsaken you he loves you where you're at and he wants you to know that and you see here we see that the wet wood the wet wood the soaked up wood that was drenched in water and just the water of the sacrifice of the altar it's kind of like an analogy where we're like that wet wood. We're just drowning, slowly drowning. We're just drowned in, in our, our sorrow and our circumstance and, and our problems and, and all that stuff. And, and we just don't feel like that fire is in us, that fire and the passion that might have went, that you might have had one day, that, that motivation, that faith, that praise, that joy that you had, that you you once had back in the day, but with life and everything, it's trying to bring you down. It's like, you just feel like there's no hope, but you know what? Even God still, God can still show up when we're soaked, when you feel like we're drowning and he could just come down and ignite us with fire again. There's an ignition that God wants to do. I feel like maybe some people out there, they feel hopeless. They feel like they can't move forward. But I feel like that there's going to be a revival that's going to happen, that there's going to be God is ready to restore and revive your mind, that God is getting ready to re revive and restore your health, your family, your finances, the, the things that you, your dreams and your visions and, and things that you've been praying for and contending over and over and over again. And you're like, God, I'm losing hope. I'm losing faith. I'm drowning and I, I can't pick myself up anymore. But I feel right now that God is ready to restore it. So right now for every person who just is struggling, was struggling with faith, struggling with just even having a motivation and even ha having a fire just to have this faith that God, 
I need you to show up. I'm going to pray for every person in here that's listening to the sound of my voice, that God is going to, and I'm going to come in agreement and in faith that God is ready to store, restore and do something so powerful in your life. So right now, if, if you want to just say, that's me, you can private message me, or you can just comment below and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. I don't know who that is, but right now, um, if you feel like you're in a place and you're in a position, you're like, I'm just going to, I need you, God. I need you. I need you. I need you. I'm in a place where I need faith again. I need a place where I need my spirit to re be revived. I just need you because I'm treading. I'm treading in this stretch. I'm treading in this um, water where I'm saying, God, I don't know how much I can take it anymore. I need a breakthrough in my life. I need a breakthrough right now in my life. And I need you to come. And I need you to do something, restore, restore faith back into me, restore hope, restore love, restore vision, restore. So Father God, thank you so much for people who are responding. So Father God, every person in here who's saying, God, I need you to restore. I need you to restore. I just pray for everyone in here that the fire of God will just begin to reignite in our minds, in our spirits, that we will wake up feeling revived, that the very things that we thought we're holding us down, the depression that we just feel like we've been drowning. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we just pray that you will just begin to reignite, reignite, reignite the faith, reignite the love, reignite the joy, reignite the dreams and the visions and the passions and everything that, um, that every circumstance that they need. We just declare a reignition in the name of Jesus. We declare reignite that revival we be in will begin in, in our minds, that we will see revival in our spirits, that we will begin to see revival just begin to come up and that we'll leave this sermon that we'll leave today as a new person. Because we know that if you could soak up, if you could do the impossible with that sacrifice, you could do the impossible within our lives. So Lord Jesus, we just declare revival, revival, revival back, restore, reignite our spirits again, reignite us in the name of Jesus reignite our minds, reignite our spirit, reignite our family, the city of San Diego, the, the nations, the world. We just declare we will, you, that you will begin to reignite us, that transformation, that today is the day that we will be reignited again. So thank you so much. Thank you, God, for what you're about to do. We just declare in faith that our spirit, that today we're going to leave reignited, full of faith, full of passion for you lord we just thank you so much in jesus name thanks for listening to this life-giving message from living faith church for more information about our church text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303 don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the living faith church podcast